Hello, and welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Emma. And I'm Jacob. And it's the second week of our uh, our winter season, which we're just watching some of our favorite movies. It was my pick this week, and so we watched The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yep. Um, the 2013 one. Yeah, directed by uh, Ben Stiller, mm-hmm. starring Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Not, not written not, by yeah, him. Right, which I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I said that last week. It's not true. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it was written by. I didn't look it up. Some dude. Some guy. I think his name is Steve. Shout outs to Steve. You know who the real shout outs go to, though? We already tweeted this. Oh, shout outs to, to Chrissy Luster, yeah, shark the, technician. Yeah, there's a shark in this movie, very briefly. Mm-hmm. And someone named Christy, Lar- Christy Luster mm-hmm. was in charge of handling that shark. Yeah. Or, you know, shark animatronics. <laughs> yep. They did great. It's a real good name. Yeah, they it's have a, a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's a very friend-the-table name. Mm-hmm. Extremely good. All right. So, okay. So, by the way, just a quick clarification. Yes. Uh, last season, we talked about Star Wars, you know? <laughs> and yep. everyone's seen Star Wars, so we didn't really need to that worry was, about spoilers. That was our assumption going into it. Right. Uh, from this point forward, there will always be spoilers on this podcast. And, like, maybe, maybe someday, some future day, mm-hmm. we will do... Here's a segment where we just talk about the movie, you know, without spoilers. And then here's the segment where we talk about with spoilers. We will notify you if (laughs) we do that. You can always assume that there will be spoilers. Just, yeah, assume. And uh, we shared our schedule on Twitter today. It's our pinned pinned tweet. Yep. uh, At Seasons Movie Pod. Uh, so you can look ahead if you're interested in watching the movies beforehand. Um, you're always welcome to watch the movies after you listen, or welcome to never watch them ever. Uh, whatever yeah. you decide, but just know we will always, always be talking about spoilers. Yep, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, summarize the movie well enough that you'll know what we're talking about and what's mm-hmm. going on. Yep. And it'll be great. Thanks, Mom, for the <laughs> for the tip. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, so shall we summarize The Secret Life of Walter Mitty before we head on to our likes and yikes? Yes. Okay. So Secret Life of Walter Mitty is about Walter Mitty, played mm-hmm. by Ben Stiller, mm-hmm. who is a office worker. He is in charge of uh, developing negatives and archiving them for Life Magazine. Yes. Which is um, undergoing transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, this famous photographer, whose name I've forgotten. Um, Sean O'Connell. Sean O'Connell, who's played by Sean Penn. Which you were upset by that. I was upset by that. <laughs> okay, so which drug lord did Sean Penn go and interview? Do you remember this? Oh. The name just disappeared from my head. Anyway, uh, it just, there's <laughs> like uncomfortable echoes, I felt like. We'll, we'll get to this later, maybe. Um... Anyway, so was it El Chapo? I think it was, but that I just that saw a headline. I saw a headline like literally two minutes ago was El Chapo, and I was like, I don't want to just say that it was El Chapo when that was like <laughs> the only drug lord that I've thought about in the past few days. <laughs> you know, it's not doesn't seem fair to El Chapo. I don't know that he did that. So this guy sends in a new shipment. So they're going to transition. They're going to do a bunch of layoffs, right? Mm-hmm. This new corporate's taking over, and they're transitioning from print to purely online, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they're planning basically the last print issue of Life magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this photographer is like promised this like great photograph to use for the cover. The quintessence of life. Yes, right. Uh, you know, it's a pun. 
because it's both life. Yes. Life and life magazine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but with the roll of negatives that he sent, the photo isn't there. Mm -hmm. And so um, after doing some digging, he figures out that where the um, the photographer sent the photos from mm -hmm. is from Iceland. I mean, from Greenland. Yes. Right? Greenland first. Yes. Well, the problem is he doesn't have a stable address. Right. Um, or, and so, yeah, he figures that he uses some clues and tries to figure out, yeah, so he goes to Greenland first. Right. Um, and also gets help from Kristen Wiig, who yes. plays another person in the office, who uh, Walter has a major, major, super big crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, okay, we should say. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I was like, wait, we should mention yeah the a big part of this movie well the first part of the movie anyway yeah. is that so walter lives this like you know boring life right he's in this like very corporate sort of like medial job mm -hmm. like, doing his thing uh but he daydreams all the time and so like a lot of the movie at least in the first part of it is these like extended um sequences where it's just walter daydreaming and usually it's some sort of like riff on on a movie or like or not, maybe not a particular movie, but like Hollywood, broad Hollywood pastiche or something. Yeah, and when it's like, kind of like an action superhero movie, kind of, where he's like fighting Adam Scott, who's oh, yeah. the worst and so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I love him in this movie. Yeah, he, um, he's basically the same character that he's in, in The Good Place, if you've seen that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just a slimy corporate mm -hmm. guy with an evil beard. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so he, he, like, jumps into burning buildings. He, you know, is, like, super romantic. Um, just all these things and these, like, fantasies that the movie actually, like, shows. Right. And then, like, yeah, the movie makes a show. Because, like, to other people, it seems like, oh, he's spacey or, like, he's boring, right? But really, he's got this vivid inner life, right? Mm -hmm. And so him sort of trying to find this photo, it's, like, the first time he's ever left the United States, mm -hmm. right? And he goes to Greenland and eventually Iceland trying to track this photographer down. And has kind of this marvelous adventure where he's outruns volcano eruptions <laughs> and uh, skateboards down mountain passes mm -hmm. and uh, gets he attacked by punches, a shark. Yeah, punches a shark. Punches a shark. <laughs> um, so he's trying to find this photographer, right, to get this photograph, but uh, basically misses him in the attempt to get out of the volcano eruption, <laughs> right? And so ends up back uh, in New York and he's fired. Because mm -hmm. he was unable to find the photograph. Um, and goes home. Okay, and there's also, yeah, I'm forgetting. <laughs> we're forgetting things. So. There's in, a lot going on. There's a lot going movie. on. There's actually, yeah, the plotting of this movie is like actually kind of intricate. Um, so with the bunch of negatives mm -hmm. that uh, Walter received, he got a gift from mm -hmm. the photographer. Yes. From Sean, I should mm -hmm. say. Yeah, because it works either way. Because it's Sean Penn <laughs> and Sean. Um and in it is, like, the motto of Life magazine, mm -hmm. uh, which is also a fictional. It's a fictional writing and shows yes. up a couple times in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, he's like, this, you know, I've given you this gift, right, because you've done so much great work with my photographs, mm -hmm. like, producing them and, like, arc, you know, doing all this stuff. And, like, you make my work really come alive. Yeah. Um, and so he goes home and he's, like, he's just been fired from his job. And, and he's, he's like... Feeling down. Yeah, he's, like, spent all this money, because um, also, like, the whole movie's, like, writing right. in this little ledger, like, how much everything costs. Um, right, and he's not, yeah, to be clear, also, he's, like, keeping it a secret from, or kept it a secret from the corporate people that he didn't know where the photograph was, mm -hmm. and just, like, went on the trip, basically. Yeah. On his own, you know, 
with his paying out of his own pocket. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he throws the wallet away because mm-hmm. he's mad and sad about yep. this whole situation. When he's visiting his mom. Right. Oh, also, yeah, the way he, through these, these clues were other photographs in the negative reel, right? Yes. And so he realizes that he, one of the photographs is of this old piano mm-hmm. that is, was his mom's, you know, he's like living with his mom taking, or like lives closer to his mom is like taking care of her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, talks with mom and like talks about visiting with her um sean visiting with his mom Mm -hmm. and then figures out like the next place he's gonna go which is the himalayas yes um yeah so he goes to the himalayas Mm -hmm. and he's having a you know fun time in the himalayas Mm -hmm. hiking and trying to figure things out and he's like keeping a journal and he's trying to you know value his own interiority (laughs) for the very first time um and he uh he finally finds Sean mm-hmm. meets up with him and is like, hey, like, I didn't get this photograph from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sean's like, oh, it was in the wallet. Yep. Like, that was the gift. Which he threw away. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going to happen? Right. So he goes back, uh, gets briefly detained um, because he was in, like, Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. uh, which, you know, is the travel ban, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, gets pulled out by... Patton Oswalt, who they've been sort of having an ongoing conversation over phone. He's like this eHarmony representative. Yes. Yeah. It like makes more sense in the watching the movie. Right. But there's like just a lot of pieces. There's yeah. Um so then he he goes home, he's like starting to apply for new jobs, um, trying to, you know, figure things out. And he um sells the piano, this old piano. To, like, make money, you know, so take care of his mom and his sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they're talking, and, like, his mom is like, oh, like, actually, I have something of yours. And she pulls out the wallet. The wallet. You know? She, like, keeps track of that stuff, right? Um, which moms do. That's a that's yeah. a real mom <laughs> thing. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> 100% actual mom, actual true mom facts. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so he goes and gives the photograph to the magazine mm-hmm. without right? looking at without it. looking at it um and then as he sort of you know uh he meets up with uh Kristen wig mm-hmm. who there was some confusion about earlier like maybe she's you know getting back with her husband she's a kid mm-hmm. um who walter's become friends with mm-hmm. like they bonded over skateboarding and stuff yeah and um you know but she's like not actually getting married and they sort of like go on a date and like hold hands Mm -hmm. and they walk past a newsstand at the newsstand is this photograph which is of walter at life like sitting eating lunch like outside of the headquarters of Mm -hmm. life doing his work yeah so the quintessence (laughs) quintessence of life right um and yeah and then he sort of like walks off with this girl Mm -hmm. and that's the movie that's the movie uh, is there anything I missed there in sort of the broad I, strokes of things? Yeah, I think we got all the disparate parts. <laughs> right. Um, the important things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, also, yeah, something about, like, the daydream sort of, as as Walter yeah. Mitty's life becomes more fantastical, mm-hmm. and he kind of gains experiences, he starts to daydream less. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will say, that's, that's like a good moment. Um where, like, 
Yeah, because obviously, like, Sean had visited his mom, and he had no idea. And he's like, that would have made things so much easier had he known um, that he was there. But he's like, Mom, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I did tell you. And then she's like, oh, like, you must have been, like, <laughs> daydreaming. Um, so right. it all, like, ties nicely together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I like this movie a lot. I picked it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Let's tell me a little bit about your history with it, and then we can talk about our... <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much history. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, like, I saw it when it came out, um, I think in theaters, I bet, um, with my family, and, like, a lot of us just really enjoy it, um, and I usually, you know, I watched it once, um, with my best friend, she came to visit, and I watched it, uh, you know, I just watch it with my brother, I watch this movie, like, at least once a year, if not, like, more, <laughs> for the past, um, like, five or six years since it's been out, and I just really like it. Um, it, like, it's kind of, like, weird <laughs> just in, like, the way it's executed um, and everything. And, like, that kind of um, just, like, took me by surprise when I was younger. You know, I just hadn't seen a lot of stuff um, that did kind of interesting things. This I love the soundtrack, um, the majority of it. It's, like, real chill. Um, I Yeah. I just like it a lot, and I was, like, nervous. I've mentioned it so many times to Jacob um, <laughs> about just how much I like it. Um, and I was a little nervous to watch it, but uh, it went great. Yeah. We, we had a nice time. We did, yeah. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie just fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, speaking of likes, yeah. what is your like? So... Uh, there's part of the movie where uh, Walter's on a boat um, in Iceland on the you know sort of on the way to Iceland tracking this photographer and he's um, chilling out with these folks on the boat and like you know a couple of them like speak English um, and it's like pretty good um, they speak like really good English but like they're using um, like this one in particular says like home slice to him and references the outsiders. Like says something about pony boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's know. like, uh, he's like, so you're American and he's like funzy <laughs> and like does thumbs up. Right. Uh, and the thing is that that's a real thing. Um, you know, I mean, I said last podcast, like lived in Germany for a while and people who could, I mean, not everybody. Right. Um, but some people who speak English would be like, yeah, like they'd say things, you know, say like American or English, like sayings that made sense, but felt weird. Like that wasn't quite the context that you would use them in. And the same thing is like true, like for me, like learning German, like you latch onto certain things and like you learn things wrong and you like, you know, um, and so the movie like captures this thing that's real in a way that like actually feels really endearing and nice and mm -hmm. isn't like like it's funny but it's not making fun of this guy yeah you know um and i just like that a lot like yeah. it you know just sort of resonated with my experience of like being mm -hmm. in other countries where you know and also like yeah anyway it was <laughs> i was in italy and we'd like you know go out to eat it was like nobody spoke english mm -hmm. some people spoke german people spoke german more often than they spoke english mm -hmm. and so but sometimes it would be like you'd be like kind of like pointing at stuff in the menu or like <laughs> trying to pronounce it you know <laughs> yeah. and like that stuff i think like the movie doesn't have a lot of that. most of the people like oh you know there's that scene with the um 
with oh. the pack carriers in the Himalayas. Yeah. The strong little men. Yeah, who where they're just pointing at stuff to communicate, right? Yeah. And there's yeah, like I feel like the movie sort of captures that element of travel in a you know fun way. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're yike. Yeah. So um, so this we haven't really talked about you know, but this is a Ben Stiller directed movie, mm-hmm. and you know, uh. The director of like Zoolander, I think also Tropic Thunder. That's him too, right? Sure. Anyway, but the point is like zany comedies, right? Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, most of this movie is like not that. Yeah. It's very like quiet and mm-hmm. sort of measured and like melancholy. Yeah. Parts. And like often, like the dialogue is kind of like I don't want to say stilted because it's not unnatural. At yeah, least it's just awkward. Right. It's just like, kind of like purpose. Right. I think, but um, but there are these moments, especially in Walter's fantasies, but in a couple of the like real life moments, <laughs> where it's just kind of zany. Yeah. And it, like it brings back some of that comedic energy <laughs> in a way that feels kind of bad to me. Yeah. And I don't think it's. I mean, I. I don't know. Um, Sometimes, anyway, so the, the point is that the, what exemplifies this for me is there's a scene where after Walter gets back from the Himalayas, he's, you know, gets detained by a TSA folks, mm-hmm. right? But you sort of see it happen and, like, where it's happening is, like, in the x-ray machine. Yeah. And so you're seeing, like... Just the outline. Just, like, people. a skeleton <laughs> and, like, bits and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he gets beat, like, you know... Like, I almost said tear gas, but that's pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets, like, tased and, like, picked up and slammed on the floor. Right. And, <laughs> like, and like, it's it's just really, like, especially since most of this movie, like, doesn't really rely on this kind of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. It it's Also, it's so weird because it's, like, he's, like, playing soccer in the Himalayas with these guys mm-hmm. and with Sean, the photographer. Yeah. And then it's just, like, cut to black. <laughs> yeah. skeletons show up and do this like little Looney Tunes like bit it's just really weird yeah I don't like it Mm-mm. very much yeah. um and yeah that's yeah. that's my yike yeah that's a good yike <laughs> yeah what about what about your yike yeah yours is also a good yike yeah thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so my yike is um one of his fantasies specifically um so he's like he overhears um cheryl that's uh the woman he has a crush on at work um talking with another co-worker and the co-worker's like oh how was your weekend what did you do um and cheryl's kind of being like sarcastic and she's like oh yeah i like you know, it was just spending time with my Latin lover, and he, like, serenaded me, like, in this, you know, ice uh, bath, or, like, on this mountain or whatever. Yeah, um, hot spring, I think is what Okay, it is. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, was, I couldn't remember. Ice bath is, <laughs> that might be nice, it doesn't seem romantic to me. Uh, yeah, they did that on one episode of The Bachelor. It was not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so she just says that, and then she's like, oh, like, it was boring, whatever. Um, my fridge has having problems. Um, so then Walter imagines, um, it's like, you know, he, like, breaks out, you know, the, like, scene changes, and he, uh, is a Latin lover, 
Um, and I don't know if, like, his skin is actually darker. I think it's, like, scene. it looks like a spray tan or something. Yeah, I was, like, like, right? I was like, like, maybe makeup. it's just, like, because he's all, like, rugged, you know, because his hair is, like, grown out. He has this beard and it's, like, frosted. But, I, yeah, it's, like, a bad spray tan. Um, and he's got this bad accent. Um, and he's just, like, oh, like, you know make love on this mountain and and stuff and she's like oh yes <laughs> you know and like whatever it's like the fantasy um and stuff but it's like i feel like you know you could have done that like same the same point of that scene you know where he's like this bold romantic uh without like going into these stereotypes and you know putting on a spray tan <laughs> yep um yep that's all agreed yeah that's like, fortunately for a movie that would seem presupposed on like a white dude mm -hmm. learning from people outside, from the others outside of his culture. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a movie that's particularly exoticizing or yeah. Yeah, uh, no, stereotyping, it... except in this Yeah, in this it's, moment. it's generally yeah. um, pretty, I, I mean, we'll just say like non-offensive. <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it, it yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about this before we were recording. Um, yeah, it doesn't, like, um, analyze or, like, break any of these tropes, um, you know, of, like, the white man's journey into the world. Um, but, like, yeah, it's generally just, like, more thoughtful and, like, um, non-problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, this part is just, like, <laughs> pretty, pretty cringy. Yeah, Thankfully sure. it's short, but it's it is there. Short. Yeah. And it's not a recurring bit or anything either. So. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. All right. Well, tell me about your like. Mm. Yeah. So one thing I like about this movie um, is that it's kind of about one of like one of the things is um, about just like connecting with people, um, whether it's like, you know, like bigger connections, like being present in people's lives or just, like, small connections of, like, people interacting with each other, um, for short periods of time, um, that's just kind of one of the things, um, that this movie is talking about, and, like, I just, for some reason, I just love, um, so when he gets on the plane to go to Greenland, um, there's, like, two people on the plane, it's him and this other guy, that's it, and, like, they're sitting right next to each other, and then, like, they land at this tiny, tiny airport, and, like, the two of them just walk out of the doors. Like, there's nobody else around. And they just, like, turn and shake hands with each other and then part ways. And I just, like, love, like, just thinking about, like, that dude. And, like, whether they had a conversation or not, like, it could have gone either way. And they still, like, had this, like, these moments of connection. Um, and I just really liked it. Yeah. I don't know if I have more to say about that no i think i agree That's that was nice just moment. like yeah because there are like other moments like that in this movie and i like it but like that one for some reason just struck me um i think maybe because it was like silent because we don't see any actual talking between them yeah um i just like it well i think that's actually something i mean this gets into something we we're just talking about but this movie is like surprisingly good at is communicating that like walter as he's traveling he's encountering people with with lives outside of his and needs of their own, mm -hmm. right? And that's, like, a little moment where, like, they share this kind of, this common humanity, 
right? But then we exit each other, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, the camera follows Walter, but, like, it could might as well follow the other guy, too, right? There's sort of a... Like, it, yeah. So I guess I really want to get into what I think I find really interesting in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and both in both troubling and, you know, sort of thought-provoking and, and powerful mm-hmm. um, is its depiction of labor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I... We could Secret- dig into that. Yeah, you didn't... Nobody would have guessed this movie is, like, about capitalism. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... In more ways than one. Right. Well, so, I mean, first of all, you've obviously got these these corporate layoffs, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a really common thing, like, with restructuring, even if a company's been really profitable, yeah. right? And, like, I mean, yeah, part of it's, like, this implication is, like, oh, it's this print magazine. And Life actually, like... Yeah, Life did shut down, the actual like the, magazine. Um, right, in 2000, I think. So yeah, it's, earlier yeah. than the movie portrays, and, it like, it did not in real life go to an online thing no yeah it just like ended right the movie i think the movie like was released in 2013 and yeah. it's supposed to take place in 2013 as well I yeah think. or like we're yeah. thereabouts right present day yeah um so but um so the movie though is really interested in this kind of invisible labor mm-hmm. right and is interested in people who get left behind by these big you know, sort of corporate shifts and, and, you know, like Walter, um, you know, he's not the big photographer who gets mm-hmm. the, the big spread in, you know, life, right. Who gets the cover of shoot photo. Yeah. I mean, he gets to be on it, but that's, <laughs> that's part of the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also this person who contributes to and creates like part of this this vision this valuable work right yeah like those none of those pictures from sean like would have ever come and like been like so noticeable and like garnered so much attention if walter like had not been so good at his job right and that's something like sean himself like says a couple times yeah because uh walter's been working there for 16 years and he talks about, like, yeah, um, like, Sean doesn't interact, like, with any of management and stuff. He, like, um, even though Sean and Walter have never met, they've been had this correspondence, like, the whole time he's been working there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there's this, like, there's this intimate connection, right, between these, dip, like, these more visible facet of labor, but also this sort of invisible facet that, like, is still integral to it functioning, right? Mm-hmm. And it the thing is, it I mean, part of the movie and part of where you get it is, like, Walter is this tremendous artist, right? Mm-hmm. And that he's, you know, this, this person who's gifted at, uh, or, like, becomes gifted of seeing the beauty in life and, like, making something out of it. Yeah. And, like, you know, and that's, the movie's sort of very interested in this, mm-hmm. like, invisible labor, yeah. right? Um, and Walter even sort of gets this moment, like, as he's given the photograph back, mm-hmm. he's like, um, you know, like, there were all these people that, like, cared about what we do here and, like, did good work. And, like, mm-hmm. I understand that, like, you have to fire people, but, like... Yeah, like, I know that that's your job, um, right. but, like, I hope you understand other people's jobs. Right. Um, but... 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 There is... So much product placement in this movie. An absurd (laughs) amount of product placement. Right? Like, earlier we talked about how eHarmony plays a role. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, you know, iHarmony or whatever, right? It's Mm -hmm. not, like, fake eHarmony. It's actual Mm -hmm. eHarmony. One of the things... With all their algorithms. All their (laughs) algorithms, yeah. Like, that 
Um, uh, there's it's important. Well, semi is there sort of a semi plot? The semi plot's strong. There's a there's a threat, a running threat thread about Papa John's. Uh, because Walter's dad died when he was like seventeen, mm-hmm. and so he got a job at Papa John's yeah, like right so away. They had no savings, right? So, um, and um, and then like him and Patrick Patton Oswald go to Cinnabon at the airport. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and they talk about how good Cinnabon is. Yes. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> I feel like there's probably more. There's more. I mean, there's there's more just like in the background mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, right? Um, so yeah, <laughs> so this is a movie that I think. I mean, it's really weird and interesting because it's invested in trying to articulate this disturbing sort of facet of capitalism mm-hmm. that those who perform this like invisible labor get shoved, shoved aside mm-hmm. or not noticed or recognized, right? Yeah. And, like, yes, obviously, like, Walter gets this moment at the end where he's on the cover of Life, but, mm-hmm. like, he also, he doesn't get any money out of that, mm-hmm. you know, and his, like, inner peace, this movie is completely detached from his relationship to that company, mm-hmm. right? So on one hand, there's, I mean, I would, you know, it's not, like, a Marxist treatise or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it is, like, thoughtful mm-hmm. and trying to sort of examine like, how labor works and, like, who suffers at the hands of, yeah. like, these kinds of corporate mergers, right? Like, Adam Scott's character is always going to have a job. He's always got that job, right? Yeah. But Walter, maybe not, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he's really gifted at it mm-hmm. and his job is important, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, if there was a little less of it, <laughs> like, if it was just, like, one or two of the things, I wonder if that could have just like strengthen because i think some of the stuff does tie into this i think that i do really like the papa john's part yeah. um because in real people's lives and like in workers lives like these brands hold like emotional meaning um right. and stuff like there's this scene where he's in iceland um and he's you know he's lost sean um and he, he has to go back um and stuff and he like ends up and like sees this papa john's woman and it's like already been established that he like worked there as a teenager after his dad died um and so he's in there and he just gets like really sad um and he gets a call from cheryl and he just starts like talking about how like sad this papa john's is making him and she's like uh okay (laughs) like whatever but then he just like tells the story of like why you know because like what it means to him is like yeah like in order to like he suffered this loss of his dad and he had to like change his life you know he was like a skateboarder and you know had this like crazy hair and his dad was super supportive of that um and then like in within a week like his dad dies and he cuts his hair and he gets a job and has to support his family and stuff and it's like that is like a real thing like people people have these like connections to like specific brands and stuff and so i'm wondering if it was just like one of them right or something yeah you know um um well the thing is that moment where you first see the papa john especially like after this conversation i mean i've seen critics read it as like oh oh the glorious return to home in the wilderness (laughs) papa john's but that's not how the moment played to me at all yeah right and they're like oh that's bad you know it's they're what they're saying is that's bad because it's like sort of buying into this like corporate thing mm-hmm. i don't think the movie is doing that right like yeah. it's sad 
Yeah. It's like, it's just, he also like, he's in Iceland to, for his job. He's spending his own money on it. Yeah. Right. He's doing like this intense, difficult work. Uh-huh. Right. That ends up being completely thankless. Right. And also unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but two, you know, so like Papa John's. And like, he'll, but yeah, like never escape. Like, right. Just this reminder of like work. Yeah. And, and like the associated loss. Right. Yeah. And so I like, that's a moment that kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, that like, it's fine that it's like a real brand, mm-hmm. you know, like the, like, yeah, like Papa John's is a real place. Like I can mm-hmm. go get pizza there. Yeah. You know? Um, and the owner is racist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all real stuff, right? Yeah. It's all real things. Um, oh, okay, sorry, this is only sort of related. Have you seen this video of Papa John, the Papa John, the mm-hmm. racist Papa John, yes. getting Papa John's delivery pizza delivered to his house? No. It's very strange. <laughs> I don't remember exactly, but like, I don't even remember how much he tips the guy, but it's like not That's... enough if you're like Papa John, yeah. who's like very wealthy. Anyway. That's also weird, because I don't... I feel like Pop... I thought Papa John's didn't do delivery. I thought it was the place where you have to bake it yourself. That's Papa Murphy's. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Papa Murphy's is the place you bake it yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, don't even cook the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it gets to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and so, I mean, I think this is a tension in, in most, like, pop films, you know? Um, is that you want to have stories that, um, you know, like speak truth to power and like some <laughs> of these popular movies like do, I mean, this is something we talked about in Star Wars a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, so these popular movies do. And I think in some ways, Walter Mitty does <laughs> like talk about real things, but also <laughs> it can't be too edgy because then it won't get made. And so you have to sort of like, and I don't think like, to be clear, I don't think Benster was like, I have this bold anti-capitalist vision mm-hmm. that like I'm having to saddle with Cinnabon ads <laughs> with Patton Oswalt <laughs> to make, you know, but like you do, those compromises are sort of like part of the thing, yeah. but it is, um, it's a lot It's a lot, and it's weird. And I see like, yeah, even though like, I don't think the movie is like yay brands mm-hmm. or like, I think one of the critics you read described it as a two hour long just do it commercial yeah which is which I, I, think, I get it yeah i get the comparison yeah but. which i think is unfair right yeah um but yeah but like you yeah it, that stuff is all there and it's a it could be a major turnoff mm-hmm. um and yeah and i i don't know there's there's yeah there's a more artful version of this movie <laughs> that doesn't have the freaking cinnabon scene in it. That, yeah that's that's the point i mean it's like near the end so it's building it's been building up but at that point, it's like, come on. Because <laughs> like, they literally just sit there and they, like, kind of talk about uh, actual movie stuff. Uh, but, but part yeah. of it is just, like, back and forth. Like, oh, isn't cinema great? And it's like, yeah, I love it. And it's like, oh, it's like, you know, heroin covered in sugar or, like, something. <laughs> and, and, like, Patton Oswalt, I think, literally goes, like, Cinnabon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is... I, I it's like, like, within, you know, it matches the character... Right, and like like... the thing is, and also to be fair, like I mean, I've been there where it's like, man, you want to get cinnabon? That sounds great. Like, (laughs) yeah, like I, you know, it's food. It's like I get it, but it's just, um, I don't know. It just, it also feels weird for, especially for like a, you know, we're like, especially like coming off of like, I mean, 
this is hardly like the movie he made right before Walter Mitty they're coming up with something like Zoolander which like part of its comedy relies on sort of this like exaggerated hyper capitalism mm-hmm. where like Ben Stiller's a model in a mermaid yeah. suit that's like playing an ad in a mining bar you know or whatever right to being like a movie with like literally like Patton Oswalt's on screen in the movie for like a minute and like half of his lines are about Cinnabon <laughs> yeah like he's in the movie more than that because he's over the phone right yeah, there's like more interactions voice. with him his but, white like, voice yeah yeah because that was the thing i anyway so um you all should see sorry to bother sorry to bother you. it's a great movie uh one of the things in it is it's a little complicated to explain, but there's like two um black characters who are who are phone salespeople, mm-hmm. and they put on a white voice mm-hmm. when they're calling people to like sound yeah. like sort of appealing right yeah. And, um, but it's different actors, right? Yeah. Uh, one of them is Pat Oswald mm-hmm. and the other one is David Cross. Yeah. And so I thought it was David Cross because <laughs> I just heard the voice. And then when Pat Oswald showed up, I was like, oh, it's the other white voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> so, oh. there you go. Um. Oh. Yeah. Um, there was something, I don't know, there was something about. Oh, I guess one thing I wanted to talk about, um, and it kind of transitions into, because I want to talk about the women in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I was wondering, because, yeah, um, as you mentioned, so a critic said, you know, this is just like a big, uh, like, just do it commercial, right? Because it's like, oh, like, you know, you just gotta, like, leave your boring life and, like, do, you know, these crazy awesome things. Like, just do it. Just do it. And, like as we discussed, like, that's not really what it is, and we'll get into, I'm, woo, I'm just mixing up all my words. It's all good. Um, but, like, I feel like one of the things that kind of, um, speaks against that is the portrayal of his sister. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the movie's saying, but it's not really, like, it's not an emphatic just do it. Um, because, so, Walter's sister, who is, uh, younger than him, but, like, a full-grown adult, like, probably in her 30s, um, she, uh, she's not in the movie a ton, but she's, like, she wants to be an actress, um, and, um, and she, like, bails on helping their mom move, um, Walter was, like, depending on her to do that because he had to go to work and there were layoffs happening, um, he, she, like, bails on helping their mom, because she, like, is doing an audition to be in Greece. Um, and as Walter says later, you know, not on Broadway, in this weird church. <laughs> um, and stuff. And it's, like, but, like, in the end, like, it's, like, she does get the part, and he, like, goes, you know, he plans to go, like, on this date with Cheryl, like, to go see his sister in this play, um, and stuff. And I feel like, yeah, the movie's, like, not saying... It's not saying, like, oh, yeah, like, you should, you know, be an actor, like, in New York in your 30s, like, when you've had, like, no success, um, and, like, your family doesn't, you know, like, your brother's, like, still kind of supporting you, and your elderly mom, um, but, like, also, it's, like, yeah, it's okay, you know, it is okay to do those things. I don't yeah. know exactly what she's saying. Right, I feel like she doesn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, she does part not. of it. But yeah, I do think, well, the, the biggest thing to that uh, with me is that, like, I mean, you know, as you went through the summary of the movie, like, 
all the moments of sort of inspiration mm-hmm. and revelation, like where Walter realizes what he needs to do, aren't when he's out there, uh-huh. right? It's when he's in New York, like with his family mm-hmm. or with Cher- right? Like it's these moments of like, so basically what he went out there to learn was like this, this skill of like observation of seeing the beauty where he is and being able to like navigate that, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's the thing is like Walter... Like, I think probably it's like, you know, Walter had it in him all along. If he had just looked in the wallet, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. he would have, right, that there's this this sense of, um, like, yeah, like, you don't need to go somewhere to, like, do this, yeah. you know, to have this kind of experience. You mm-hmm. need to, like, change the way you think about the world. That's, mm-hmm. like, a distinct thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so... Um, Yeah, so I guess, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just really intrigued on, like, what the movie's trying to say, like, with her, right? Because has she had, you know, this, like, I mean, I think it is saying that, yeah, like, you should be in, like, community theater, right? Like, if that's what you want to do. But, like, the first part of the movie really, she's, she's, like, being, yeah, yeah, she's, like, being, kind of being a brat and, like, being irresponsible. And, like, Walter, I guess, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what it's trying to say. It's, like, both. Like, because Walter did a lot of good for his family by, like, going to work. Right. When he was 17. And, like, still, you know, and, like, taking care of his mom. And stuff. But it's so, also that he, he has sort of only this life in his imagination, right? Mm-hmm. That he's, like, sort of unable to, mm-hmm. you know, he's, like, I mean, the first part of the movie is him, like, sending a wink to Cheryl on, or trying to, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he just, like, can't bring himself to do it, and it's, like, really hard, mm-hmm. uh, you know? I mean, he does get there eventually, but, like, and it doesn't, it you know, yeah. fails somehow, and that's why he's to call Patton Oswalt's character. But, like, that's, you know, like, he's sort of enabled to, like, embrace life and, like, I mean, to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that is part of the movie. That's part of what the movie's doing, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, like, and his sister's, like, the opposite, where she's, like, going for it but also is, like, maybe lost sight of this grounding that she needs, mm-hmm. right? And, like, that, no. you know. So Walter maybe... finds himself in a good place in the movie, right? Where yeah. he sort of, like, recognize his, 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 his own ability and his need to, like, do things and be active, but also to, like, be present in the moment <laughs> and, like, where he is, Yeah, you know? Um, That's how it's true to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, she's just, she's not in this movie a ton. Oh. She's not. No. Yeah. And, I, you know, you could say, like, yeah, like, none of the women are in this movie a ton. But honestly, like, nobody's in this movie a ton except uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Ultimately, so. Yeah, can I also say, um, I kind of wish it wasn't, like, I think this movie's, like, finally directed. I actually think there's some really nice cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, there yeah. are a lot of parts that are really beautiful. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I mean, part of it is, I mean, you go to Iceland, it's like, it's yeah, all pretty. You're good. Like, you got that. But like, no. no, it's well shot. And there's mm-hmm. some, I think even like the first moments where he's in New York and you get sort of I, these like, yeah, I love that part. There's like a lot <laughs> the of these sort of like blues. The th- and the thing is, it's not, it's not so simple as like, oh, the movie transitions from like blue to like the sort of metallic blue to like color, right? It's also about like the, the way, composition. Yeah, the like composition. The buildings and, like, and right and like the way sort of like what shapes show up and like Mm -hmm. how you know like like the mountains also have this sort of like metallic sheen Mm -hmm. in iceland but it's like very different 
like comes off very differently than like the hallways of life headquarters right yeah um and i think all that stuff like works really well i kind of wish it wasn't ben stiller playing walter oh this is interesting um and it's not it's not even because it's not like i don't think i don't think he's bad or anything mm-hmm. i just every time i'm like oh there's ben stiller <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you fair. know um, right fair. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah that it's I don't know. I don't think, like, it's not, I don't think Ben Stiller's, like, a particularly, like, gifted performer or anything, but, like, I I feel like I would be able to get into this movie more if it was just some schmuck, you know, who That's I didn't fair. know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's, he's pretty good, kind of in the vein of, like, um, Steve Carell doing, like, funny, sad people. Yeah, or, I mean, like, um, Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, which I That's still kind need of to see. A, I think you like that movie. No. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't know. About what I think about it, but um, you probably like it. But yeah, and I I do like how awkward he is in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually like an important part of stuff. Um, that does bring me to something that I've been keeping from you, uh, because I wanted a fresh fresh reaction on okay. the pod. Um, so this movie was in development hell for literally like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jacob's eyes just got so big. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so it went through a number of directors um, okay. before Ben Stiller, including Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg, and Gore Verbinski, who was the guy who did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Right, I know who Gore Verbinski okay. is, yeah. And uh, lest we forget, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> anyway. And only, uh, only a short beginning to... That man, freaking Johnny Depp. I hate him so much. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. <laughs> okay, we, don't, we don't need to go into this. Um, just constantly mad about this. So anyway, we went continue. through all this, directors. But more importantly, to your point, um, there were a ton, well, not a ton, but there were many actors who were, like, officially attached, including Jim Carrey, mm. Owen Wilson, Mike Myers Ooh. and Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh my gosh. That's... Okay, you know what? I will say nothing like... Okay, you know what? Hmm. Hmm. This is the thing. Is I'm trying to imagine. Because, like, Jim Carrey could totally nail this. Yeah. Like, hey, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like, he can do this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I just... I couldn't... Like, I feel like... The zany bits, like, don't work for me, mm-hmm. but they don't, like, kill it for me. Mm-hmm. And if it was, like, Jim Carrey levels of zany, mm-hmm. it might just destroy the movie. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that might be it for me. And not that, like, there, there's definitely times when there is good Jim Carrey zany. I don't feel like yeah. this movie is it. Like, I wish, like, not that it was less funny or, like, less comedic, but that it sort of found a way to, like, keep everything a little more grounded. I don't know yeah. how... I don't know exactly. So it's kind what of more want. coherent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a wild. <laughs> so I'm that was like, a roller coaster listening to those names. I know. So I'm like Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. No, I think <laughs> You're good I think out of I think out of any any of those, like Ben Stiller would be the one I would take. Yeah. Right. Um, unless you had like I don't know I don't know who would who would direct Jim Carrey in this. Yeah, for also. for a long because Jim Carrey was the longest and like the original person they were talking about. Yeah. Um, and for a while 
like, yeah, Steven Spielberg was attached, and he, like, really wanted to do this movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I could see that working out okay. No. Um, although, yeah, it's been... Spielberg, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen, like, a ton of Spielberg movies. Um, like, I love Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Like, it's maybe one of my all-time favorite movies. It's yeah. just, like, I don't know, I think it's, it's, like, a perfect pop film. Yeah, it's you good. Know? Um, my, like, two two of my least favorite movies I saw last year were The Post and Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> which are both Spielberg joints. So, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Those are both very bad movies. Well, Post is maybe okay, but it's mm-hmm. got a lot of bad in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that you reminded me. Yeah. That's wild. No, thank you for sharing, <laughs> for waiting to share that. That's that's cool. Yeah. And I'm got in some ways that makes this movie like a little bit more of a little miracle, you know, <laughs> that it's like even out there and exists. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's for I'm wondering. I'm like. I'm like, is that why that like there was so much brand? Right. It's like we gotta get this movie out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta. We've been dealing with it. I mean, I guess 20. it sounds like it was in like pre-production forever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not that expensive to have a movie in pre-production, but still. Yeah. 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 They. Um, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to test with Owen Wilson. Huh. <laughs> hmm. You know, Wilson? the thing is, I actually, I don't. I guess I don't. I haven't seen that many Owen Wilson movies either. But, like, he's actually very funny mm-hmm. in a couple Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Um, he's very funny in the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, and, like, I don't... Yeah, this is the thing. is like, I don't... I, I think, like... I think Owen Wilson, like, in that movie, he's not in it all that much. And he's sort of, like, a weird... He's, like, basically doing, like, a character actor role. Mm-hmm. Right? And maybe that's the... Maybe that's Maybe the that's vibe. what Owen Wilson should be doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. yeah, I'm sure he's... I don't know. Like... I'm seeing about that movie that he was in with that guy from The Office about seeing, visiting dads or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. That did not look good. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. We're just going anyway, off on all sorts of tangents. Yeah, um, anyway, kind of reeling it back. Um, I I don't think Scarlett Johansson would have uh, been good for this part. Yeah. This movie. Um, I do like Kristen Wiig a lot. Um and she's not in a ton in it a ton um but i do like because i was worried <laughs> i was like watching it even though i've seen it so many times um i was worried coming i was like oh man like like it's going to be creepy like the stuff with her is going to be like bad you know and like sexist or whatever um because yeah, no, I like yeah, you're giving me this look. Oh, i, I was like, just kind of staring disgust. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. like um i don't know i was just you know worried in my tastes yeah um no i was stuff... feeling that way about wings of desire too a little bit mm-hmm. i mean we took yeah listen yeah. to that episode we digged into that but yeah um and stuff but like watch it because you know he's just like has has all these fantasies and stuff and like part of it a little bit it's like you know she was like this huge inspiration to him like kind of like um like this point in the movie where like everything turns and he like takes like the first like super big plunge you know it's like he imagines her like serenading him right um with a space oddity yeah yeah um but like but yeah i think it's actually like is like pretty like real and good in how it portrays like their relationship because like in the end it's not like oh, like, yeah, I, I'm in love with you, and, like, right. you've been in love with me this whole time. It's like, no, he has, like, a super big crush on her, and they have, like, a lot of awkward 
conversations, but they, like, get to know little parts of each other's lives yeah. slowly. And then the end of the movie is like, do you want to go to this, my sister's play? And they, like, hold hands. Yeah. And it's, like, it's good. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's not in this movie a ton, but I feel like she does have, like, this life um, that's, you know, like, totally separate, you know, like, with her kid and um, feeling, like, confused and conflicted about her ex-husband. And, like, it says on her dating profile, you know, she put that she likes mystery novels. And then later she's like, yeah, I'm in this class, like, about writing mystery novels. And, like, so she's oh, yeah. the one who, like, helps him. She's like, oh, like, we can use the pictures as clues and stuff. And, like, right. it just, like, it's, you know, it's not, like, revolutionary. No, <laughs> but I no, think no. it's just, yeah. like, real and simple in, like, right. a nice way. Yeah, well, I, I think... Um... I'm trying to figure out exactly because there is an element that like the movie is mostly concerned about her through her relationship with him yeah. right but that's also because like the movie's relationship with every other character in the movie is determined by Walter like yeah. he's he is the only like round yeah. complete person mm -hmm. in, in the, like in a more holistic sense right yeah but like but I don't I, and I don't know if that's necessarily a problem yeah. of the movies right yeah like, it's that's yeah. just what but the movie is. But then it's just what it is, right. Um, and stuff, and so... I mean, and I suppose it's, you know, it's no, like it's notable that, like, oh, like, you know, like, yeah, who gets to be, like, the everyman in this movie? Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's, you know, a white dude, right? But, yeah. yeah, again, like, I don't... That's a much more, like, structural problem than, like, something, like, really, Wrong like, with this movie. Sexist with this movie or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, and stuff. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's, that's some good... Some good thoughts. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I wish Kristen Wiig got, like, a little bit more to do. Mm -hmm. Just because I like her a lot, and yeah. I was like, oh, she's just, like, nice and pretty, and, like, and there's more to her than that, as you mm -hmm. just illustrated, right? But that was sort of my initial, like, impression. It was like, oh, like, she's she's really funny, and, like, she could, you know, mm -hmm. oh, she had a little more space to, like, be something. Yeah. But, like, I think you're right, Man, though. if you want to see a movie, <laughs> Kristen Wiig, uh it's more to do um and it's a movie that is weird and um probably not that good um oh what's the name of the movie I don't oh my remember. gosh i love this movie so much um i can't remember i'm gonna look it up all right yeah well okay just i don't just well while i was looking this up there's one part in the movie mm -hmm. where Kristen wiggs character yeah not this movie not this movie in whatever movie Emma's talking about right now that she's looking up where Kristen Wiig fights off a burglar in a home like a home invader wearing a lobster suit is that correct <laughs> kind of it's a it's a giant metal hermit crab <laughs> okay. um like suit. crustacean yeah. actually I don't know I don't know if a hermit crab is a crustacean might be a different because I don't know if they're like shelled I think that's part of what being crustacean is. Yeah, I can't I don't remember. Know. I'm not a biologist. Her her name is Imogene in this movie. Wow. Um, girl Most Likely. Yes, that's it. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, I have not seen this movie. Emma's told me about <laughs> it a couple times. It, it does not sound good. It, no, it is not, but I love it so Yeah, but much. it sounds interesting enough. I, I could, you know, maybe spend an afternoon. Yeah. Or, you know, part of an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, well, I guess we could talk about, we dug into it a little bit at the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but that, yeah, like, on the surface, like, this movie, it's easy 
to be like, oh, this movie is just like about a white man discovering himself in, you know, in like other cultures and countries, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not really that, right? Like he, his moments where like he, you know, does courageous things and, Mm -hmm. and stuff, but like also the movie's so much about him like realizing that like those are things that he could have done yeah. in his own space and like all you know we've talked about this already so yeah. like i think even though yeah i don't think that the movie does like it's still in some on some level like catering or like sort of like coasting on like broad sort of um not necessarily stereotypes but characterizations mm-hmm. of of foreign countries and people, mm-hmm. but I also don't feel like it's, yeah, again, it's not offensive, yeah. right? It's not. Yeah. I do kind of, I kind of like, um, it shows, like, when he first, the first place he goes is Greenland, um, and it shows, like, like, a lot of people who are, like, working and who he interacts with are, like, natives, uh, like, native people, yeah. um, indigenous. Well, and also, folks. a lot of the crew is, like, yeah. I mean, not just indigenous people, but, like, all sorts of people who, like, live yeah. in Iceland, right? Which is neat. Uh, no, it, this is in Greenland. In Greenland, yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> they are different. Yeah, on the boat, um, it's, like, a bunch of Chilean men. They yeah. mentioned that. Um, yeah, and stuff. And so it's, like, kind of, like, cool. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, you know, people wouldn't think, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know what I'm trying to well, say. Well, okay, so I, I saw a tweet where, I don't remember what it was talking about. It was probably some anime or something mm-hmm. where it handled something maybe involving Native Americans or involving, like, indigenous people poorly. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, yo, like, you know, they didn't even have, there's no such thing as indigenous people in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that's false. Like, there yeah. is, like, there is sort of a, you know, there are indigenous peoples in Japan. There were people who yeah. were in Japan before, like, what we call a Japanese people. Mm-hmm. moved in from the Asian continent to Japan, right? Yeah. It's like something It's yeah, when we watch Princess Mononoke in the spring, yes. we'll talk about this because the main character is one of these mm-hmm. indigenous folks. Um, and so, yeah, like, the, the thing is, like, it's a dynamic sometimes that we don't even know exists outside of the United States, yeah. right? That we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just like a... Or, I mean, in the Americas, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, but that is a thing that exists, like, pretty much everywhere on Earth or, yeah. like, it's some sort of former element of it, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, there are... Um, you know, different racial groups that have existing, like, tensions or histories, mm-hmm. right? And, like, obviously, you know, this isn't a movie about those things. Yeah. But it is nice to see a movie, like, recognize sort of the complex history mm-hmm. that, like, a place actually has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And, yeah, I think it's, like, you know, when he goes to the Himalayas, he's, like, you know, working um, with these, you know, local people um, who, like, help him climb the mountain and stuff right. and it's like yeah like there's the part where he's like oh we like did some like mountain blessing ceremony um and stuff and he's like you know again like it, it's, it doesn't make fun of it it's kind of like well I mean, it's he, like it is he's getting whacked in the face with a branch yeah which it's, is kind of it's kind of making fun of him more than it is like yeah the thing itself um, and stuff know? and he's like like a little confused but he's just like there doing it and stuff right so it kind of like glosses over some things um, and like does make assumptions right. about people, but and yeah, I, I also like that's... wonder like what because that's a I mean so I've read like very little about this kind of like intense climbing mm-hmm. that you would you know need to do, yeah. but that's that happens a lot. Like um, yeah, so I read in high school three cups of tea, mm-hmm. which is this memoir about this guy building this white dude building uh, schools in Afghanistan, in mm-hmm. the Middle East, um, which is all lies. It's all heinous Ooh. lies. Ooh. So, yeah. So, I do not endorse reading this book. It's bad. It's written by a fiend who stole people's money. So, Yikes. do not read Three Cups of Tea. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, white dudes be better. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, but one of the things, yeah, it talks about like you know it, people like that you would help like you'd hire like indigenous folks to like carry packs and stuff and mm-hmm. and I sort of yeah like I don't know what the labor dynamics of that are like like how much do they get paid like you know I imagine like some of these climbers like probably have like sponsorships and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that like how much of that money are people you know who like help these climbers out seeing you know it's also like dangerous intense work right is there like insurance for them or like some sort of you know and it's just like <laughs> I'm not expecting like Walter Moody to go into it but it is like not yeah addressing those things you're talking about them right Mm -hmm. um yeah so so. again fairly not offensive yeah as far as you know these two white people right yeah (laughs) that's true yeah you know take that all with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. um well except for the latin lover bit which is offensive and bad yeah Um, but that's yeah that's you know Mm -hmm. like three seconds of this movie Mm -hmm. yeah i think maybe the last thing we could end on is um it's this quote that uh, we both noted, beautiful things don't ask for attention. Yeah, something Sean, the photographer, says too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what... I feel like that's part of what the movie's getting at, right? Is that, like... Well, like, of... Walter and his work are a beautiful thing. Right, yes. That don't ask for attention. Right, and also that the things that he needs to, like, figure out this mis- you know, figure out where the photo is, like are beautiful things that didn't ask for attention. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the way it's, like, said, maybe, like, so obvious, like, it feels, like, a little cheesy. It's, like, yeah. um, you know, perhaps... Uh, yeah, well, I don't, I don't think this is a particularly subtle yeah. movie. Or, like, even, yeah. like, I mean, it's weird. I feel really weird that we have spent officially spent more time talking about this movie than Wings of Desire. And, like, not that I didn't like this movie, or the, but, like, Wings of Desire is the more complex film yeah. by, like, a great deal. And, like, that's just, and, yeah, that's not even a diss. It's just true facts. Yeah. You know? Anyway. But, yeah, continue. But I, yeah, but I think there's more to this, there's more to the delivery of this quote and how it fits in the movie than just, like, the cheesiness, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, because to me, it kind of, it makes me think of, um, perhaps one of the you know the worst one direction songs um (laughs) i and this is coming from someone who uh likes one direction more now than in 2012 yeah we like one direction let it be known yes let it be heard (laughs) um and stuff you know just the idea that like oh like you know like you don't know you're beautiful that's what makes you beautiful okay that is a bad song yeah (laughs) yeah um and stuff and so like yeah, like, should, like, is, like, unseen labor beautiful because it is unseen, or is it, like, beautiful in itself? Right, okay, so, <laughs> Matt, I can't believe we're getting it. So, I'm taking a class about Kant, <laughs> and Kant yes. talks about beauty. Right? This is one of the really important things for Kant because... Bring it on. I mean, yeah, it's really complex. Kant is, like... I mean, I've read some hard stuff in college. This is among the hardest stuff I've read. So part, like, if, yeah, if I get something wrong about Kant and you know, you know, Props please you. write in. Like, yeah. great, yeah. Please write in. We will correct ourselves. Awesome for you. Um, but basically, uh, beauty's like, hard to pin down. Mm-hmm. And part of it is that, like, um, Kant's trying to, like, save philosophy. And part of it is he, like, severely restricts its scope. 
He's like, okay, we can't, there's like so much stuff we can't know. And part of the things is like, one of the things we can't really know is like, if beauty's operating to some like universal law, mm-hmm. we can't really understand what that law is. Yeah. But um, we can like describe it and sort of see it and experience it. Um, and I think that's the thing is that for Kant, like the moment like something proclaims something's beauty, it's, it's like has an interest in you looking at it or like you observing it, you experiencing it in a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that interest creates a different incentive than the experience of beauty. Mm-hmm. Right. Which then sort of like it becomes something other than beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, might be agreeable, right. It might be nice. It mm-hmm. might be good. It might be tasty enticing. or enticing. Right. Uh, but the beautiful is beautiful in, like, not in of itself because we can't know what the object is. You know, we're not actually experiencing what it really is. We're just seeing colors and yeah. hearing things, right? But the experience itself, that is what is beautiful. And I think that's maybe part of what this movie's getting at, right? Is that, like, beautiful things are beautiful for themselves and yeah. for the way you experience them, right? They just happen. They just happen, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I guess. I think I made this movie sound a lot more profound than it actually <laughs> is just now. Um, but I do think, yeah, like it, you know, I, I don't know. I don't mean to gripe. I'm not, I like this movie. And I think like I walked away from it being like pleasantly surprised about how thoughtful and even like wise in spots it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in some ways this is a movie in some ways similar to Wings of Desire because it's about someone sort of coming down from heaven, like realizing sort of the beauty of the earthly world Mm -hmm. and like being able to like experience the here and now. Um, I don't think it's as smart or as profound (laughs) as we desire, but I do think it's, it's a, it's a movie that like is a lot better and a lot more interesting than like its premise or its director or like any of these Mm -hmm. things I think would suggest. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I liked it for, for that. sure. I, I loved it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I hope, yeah. Yeah, do you have any concluding thoughts? No, here? I'm, yeah. I had a real nice time watching it with you, um, and I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this season. I'm excited that we're, like, yeah. just sharing things with each other. Um, and then, you know, eventually, maybe some other people. Um, and I know my mom's listening, so. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Shout-outs to your mom. Um... Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I guess, yeah, like you said, I, you know, it would encourage people to watch this movie, um, don't go into it thinking it will inspire, um, Kantian dialogue, um, <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's just, but, this is the curse of, like, studying the humanities, yeah. is that you just see things just everywhere see now. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, like, it's just, and, it, like, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm always thinking about Foucault and prisons. I'm always thinking about Marx and labor. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about, and now I, I will be thinking about Kant and beauty, you know, from now on, like as of today in class. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm always going to be seeing things. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Gift and a curse. Oh, so what are we watching next week, baby? Uh, so next week we're watching uh, We Are the Best, mm-hmm. um, which is a Swedish movie about uh middle school girls joining well starting a punk band hell yeah it's real good <laughs> it's a movie so pumped it's yeah i think you will love this movie it's a movie about creativity about growing up um about friendship it's 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 real good i'm i'm i haven't seen it in a little bit i'm really excited to watch it again um 
yeah, it's just a marvelous little thing. And mm-hmm. so I think we'll have a good episode uh, talking about that. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm just realizing now that I think um, we're only watching one move, uh, one American movie, one movie that's in English. That's good. All the rest. Yeah. yeah that's a good thing. I love it. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so first of all, mm-hmm. we are hosted by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, Yay. which you can find at abnormalmapping.com. And you can support at patreon.com slash forward slash abnormal mapping. Yes. Yeah, that's not two slashes. It's one forward <laughs> slash. Um, Emma, where can we find, where, where can folks find us? Yes. Um, as, you know, aforementioned, you can find us on Twitter at Seasons Movie Pod. Uh, you can email us at uh, seasonspod at gmail.com. Um, you can find me personally at U of Wales. Um, again, I'll just keep saying it. The letter U, the aquatic mammal, whales. Yeah, this could be somebody's first episode. You yeah. Know. Somebody's looking out there hungry for that secret <laughs> want, life of Walter Mitty content. They want content. that Walter Mitty content. Yeah. Honestly, so do I know. I'm like, I need to find the short story. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, need to... I mean, I'd be curious about that Danny Kaye movie, although I'm sure it's very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jacob dot benfell that's b-e-n-f-e-l-l like benfell down the stairs um you can also find the rss feed and a link to itunes and archive our episodes at abnormalmapping.com forward slash seasons movie pod mm-hmm. um, you can listen to our old episodes um again yeah. we have an open invitation always for star wars questions yeah. um but feel free to ask us uh questions about wings of desire or walter mitty yeah. let us know if you are a Kantian scholar <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah i'll send my my comp professor yeah. this episode be like hey i talked about <laughs> constant beauty on my podcast <laughs> um, amazing yeah but yeah but thanks for listening thanks for joining us yeah thank you so much i really appreciate it mm-hmm. we will anyway we'll see y'all uh next week for we are the best Bye. Bye.